Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 341. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Have passion, feel desire, live bold. Ciao, Fire Nation. In attention, eVoice is offering a 30-day free trial. Experience why there's no better way to connect with people who drive your business. Go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is your go-to for logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. They will connect you to tons of talented graphic designers around the world. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, again, Joe Polizzi. Joe, are you prepared to ignite... John, I am ready to rock and roll. Yes. Joe is one of the world's leading experts on content marketing. He's an author, speaker, and founder of the Content Marketing Institute, which produces the largest in-person content marketing event in the world, Content Marketing World. His newest book, Epic Content Marketing, will be available September 2013, And Fire Nation, if you haven't guessed yet, I think you know we're going to be speaking about content marketing today. And Joe, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you and then give us an overview of your business. Well, John, I've been in the content marketing publishing industry for 15 years now. I actually started using the term content marketing back in 2001 when it was severely unpopular. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, was able to now it now it's great everybody's talking content marketing so right. you know, we're going to get into that today uh, started uh, the company what is now called the Content Marketing Institute in 2007 and we're made up of a couple of different parts you mentioned Content Marketing World our big event uh, where we'll get about uh, 1500 marketers from 37 different countries uh, coming into Cleveland this year and we've got the magazine chief content officer which is sort of the official magazine for content marketing uh, and we were humbled to win uh, Inc 500 uh, status for the last two years. And, you know, it's just nice to see the business growing and better. It's nice to work with companies. We work with mostly Fortune 1000 companies from all over the world, helping them tell better stories to attract and retain customers. And then Epic Content Marketing is my third book, and I'm excited about the launch. Well, I'm excited about the launch. It's the reason why I brought you back, Joe. But before we dive into it, and we are going to do a deep dive into epic content marketing, but we do start to show off with a success quote. So take it away. Well, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to mix two together. Sure. Uh, because I know this is my second time on, so I figure <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to let me have two. So I give you two. Um, the first one's from Coleman Hawkins, a uh, famous American uh, jazz musician. Basically says, if you don't make mistakes, you're not really trying. And then I'm going to mix that with a Napoleon Hill, you know, of course, the famous author, uh, Napoleon Hill quote, patience, persistence, and perspiration make an unbeatable combination for success. And like most entrepreneurs, I keep about 20 of these success quotes everywhere around my office and I read them throughout the day. And those are, those are two that sort of hit me this week. So, Joe, let's take that Napoleon Hill quote and let's bring it down to the ground level. How at some point in your life have you really applied that mantra, which I just love, in your life? 
I think like most entrepreneurs, before you start a business, you feel that there's something special, like somebody has a special talent or they're smarter than you or smarter than other people. And once you get into it, you really realize that it has nothing to do with the special talent. Actually, I think there are many smarter people out there on the discipline of content marketing than I am. But I think the difference is that you have this uh, this focus, unlike no one else, of course, like entrepreneurs that are successful, this defined focus, a mission around your business, and probably better than anything else is this persistence. And just to tell a little bit of a story, and I know you yeah. and I talked about this last time, uh, if I, I started the business in, in March of 2007, and there was a time in 2009 that I was ready to give up. I said, okay, it didn't work. I have to go back and work for the man. And unfortunately, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, I, I persisted on. I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to give up. We're going to keep going. And it was literally a matter of months later where the business took off. And it's just, it just needed that little bit more. So it was actually about two and a half years until the business really started to take off. And it's that persistence that makes it worthwhile. And actually, we'll talk about this with content marketing. It's the same thing. You don't see results right away with your content marketing. But if you're consistent with your message and you're completely focused with your message, you will be successful. But we just don't know what the timeline for that is. Wow, Joe. I mean, this is exactly why I brought you back on. I love your passion. I love your use of the word FOCUS, which is my favorite acronym, Follow One Course Until Success. And of course, I've built Entrepreneur on Fire off of solely the mode of consistency, a a seven-day-a-week podcast. So that just rings true for me on every single level. And Joe, again, you're the fourth repeat guest we've ever had in over 350 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. And Fire Nation, there's a reason I brought him back on. I brought Pat Flynn back on to talk about his book, Let Go. I brought Amy Porterfield to talk about product launches. I brought Dan Miller back to talk about masterminds and live events and the power of that. And now I've brought Joe to talk about content marketing and specifically his book, Epic Content Marketing. So Joe, I just want to start at the top. You've been kind enough to provide me with an advanced copy. I'm sitting here with a table of contents open in front of me. Man, this book is so exciting to behold. And right at the beginning, your first main topic is content marketing there and back again. So let's start there. Let's share with Fire Nation what is content marketing and then get into the history of content marketing because I have no idea of that either and I would love to know. First of all, John, I'm completely honored to be your fourth repeat guest. So thank you, thank you for having me again. Uh, I mean, you are an epitome of content marketing, which is why you're, you're mentioned in the book. Um, and so shameless plug for you there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, content marketing is the idea that instead of, instead of interrupting our customers with sales messages, we are going to attract and retain customers by giving them amazing, relevant, consistent content that's going to solve their pain points. It's very similar to instead of marketing traditionally, I'm going to think and act like a publisher. And a lot of people that are out there right now, they think content marketing is this new thing. And just a few years ago, it just happened on the scene with social media and search engine optimization. But actually, content marketing as a discipline has been around for well over 100 years. And the sort of the the company that's given credit for content marketing is John Deere, a little tractor company called John Deere. Yeah. Uh, back, in, back in 1895, actually, they created a publication called The Furrow Magazine, 
which was a magazine dedicated to helping farmers out by helping them be more successful businesses. So basically the same thing you're trying to do for entrepreneurs, John Deere did for farmers. And that magazine is still produced today. And it is what is what I love about it, John. The Furrow Magazine is the largest distributed publication for farmers in the world. And it's not done by a traditional media company. It's done by a brand like anyone listening to this. And at that time, John Deere was a small business. So just the idea that you can publish, you can solve the pain points of your customers and become the go-to resource for your customers. And that's how we're going to create a relationship with them. And when we do, we then are rewarded through our you know, customers buying our products and services. And that's the key to it. So and we could go on in the book, we talk about Sears and Procter and & Gamble and the soap operas and on and on and on. But this whole idea of content marketing is a new thing. It's actually not. But what I love about it, John, is the fact that, and this is the state of online publishing today, there are no barriers to entry for anyone trying to get into content marketing today. And that's why it's not the biggest budget that's going to make this thing work. It's going to be the one that's focused on the, the, and we'll talk about this in a second, but focused on the right niche, persistent enough, and really you're taking the mindset of, look, I'm going to solve the pain points of my customers. I'm going to focus on what keeps them up at night, and I'm going to stop talking about my products and services so much because more than, more than likely, the businesses, if you're a business person, you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, you have plenty of that content. We need more epic content creation and really focused on changing the behavior behaviors of our customers through really amazing information. See, I love that. And I love what John Deere did because it behooved them to a large degree if other farmers were having success. Because if farmers are having success in their businesses, what were they going to do? Buy more equipment. And John Deere was in the selling equipment. That's what they did. So it just made sense to be that authority figure, provide that content, especially at a high quality. And they became that figure that you know, like, and trust. And to say that they're still the number one magazine in the world, Furrow is huge for farmers. I mean, that's just amazing. And I'd love to kind of keep hearing a little bit about the evolution of content marketing before we really dive into the actual epic content marketing part, Joe. If you can kind of just take us on a fast forward of where we've come in the past 50, 20, 10, and then just the last even five years, so much has changed. I'd love to hear that. Well, it's, it's interesting, John, when we, you know, when the whole mass media thing came around, uh, we were sort of persuaded by it. I mean, we were in, we fell in love with it as businesses. It's like, oh my gosh, well, all these other publishers and media companies are building up these audiences and I don't have to do that hard work. What I can do is I can buy an ad and, and I can focus it on that audience and use that relationship with that, whether that's a television or newspapers or radio or whatever the case was. We didn't have many choices back then. <laughs> but what's happened is, is that we've set up companies based on that old thinking mentality in traditional, pub, traditional media. And what, now, because we don't have to, and the consumer is completely in control, and, and I have an informational device with me called a smartphone at any portion of the day, I can find out any information I want to on that. And we don't, we are not in control of that sales process as an organization anymore. We can't just say, oh, you have to go through sales this way, or you have to take the buyer's journey this way. And what it's done is it's put a whole number of companies <laughs> in a loop because we're like, hey, we set up our marketing this way, and we set up our sales this way, but our customers aren't buying that way. Well, 
okay, well, what do you do now that the customer is completely in control? Well, you have to give them the right pieces of content at the right time so that they have that information and they can make their buying decisions. And then you have to trust the consumer that hopefully if you're delivering that information, they will come back to you. And so what we're starting to see, and this is, and we work with a number of companies, and that's why I'm just blessed to work with so many different companies and really get a feel for how they're changing their marketing department. What we're seeing, John, is we're seeing the evolution of the marketing department become a publishing department. And we're seeing it throughout a number of different organizations. And what I love is, like, if you look at what Coca-Cola's done, and I would, I would ask everyone, if you get a chance, just type into Google Content 2020. Content 2020 is Coca-Cola's content marketing strategy, and they've given it to everyone for free to look at. And it's basically two videos. There's a seven-minute video and a 10-minute video. And so companies like, like Coca-Cola are saying, look, we know that if we want to create an emotional connection with customers, and really they have a BHAG to double the amount of servings by the year 2020. And what they're saying in these videos is that in order to do that, we can't just do it through advertising. We can't just do it through traditional marketing. We have to create what they call liquid storytelling, stories that are so emotional and grab Coca-Cola prospects and customers so much that they want to share them with others. And so what you're seeing is the evolution of Coca-Cola become a media company. Uh, you see it in other companies like Red Bull, and then you see it in smaller companies like you know our friend Marcus Sheridan at River Pools and Spas. Yeah. He's, Marcus is doing it. You're seeing it at venture capital companies like OpenView Venture Partners out of Boston is doing it. So you're seeing a lot of companies do that. Obviously, And, and John, you know this. We did it at Content Marketing Institute. We grew our business by doing the things that we're talking about in Epic totally. Content Marketing so I, that's why I love this. Why I get so excited about this and excited about your business model because you don't have to have a big budget to do this anymore. You just have to focus on what are those pain points of my customers and you can be successful. I love that. And so let's now take that spotlight, Joe, and shine it onto Fire Nation, onto the listeners who are saying, I understand what the big companies are doing. Coca-Cola, John Deere, they've really harnessed this power of content marketing and now they're utilizing it to great gain. What can I do for my business? You have a great section. The next section in your book is called Defining Your Content Niche and Strategy. I love that phrase in general, but just break it down for Fire Nation and let's get specific for these entrepreneurs who are listening. Absolutely. And actually, what's interesting is we do a Content Marketing Institute and a great organization called Marketing Profs. We put together kind of the state of the content marketing industry every year. And we were just, we're just releasing our fourth year of content marketing research. And the amazing thing that we found, John, is that about 90 to 93% of businesses are doing some form of content marketing. So let's just say nine out of 10 businesses out there are actually doing content marketing. What's amazing is not even close to a quarter of those companies have any kind of strategy. I mean, I get this question from small businesses all the time. It's like, Joe, how can I compete with all the clutter out there? I'm like, well, first you need a roadmap. You actually need a strategy because all of your competition out there, they're just doing things. They're just enamored by the disco ball of social media tools that are out there. They're like, oh, I want to do stuff on Pinterest and Facebook. And what am I going to do on my blog? And what do I do on LinkedIn? And it's great that we have all these tools. But the problem is, is that they don't have any idea for why are they using those channels? A really good question is ask any small business owner, why are you on Facebook? So my wife's friends can like my pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what is the business reason for that? And so 
what I'm asking everyone to do is before you create any more mediocre content, and there's so much clutter out there, but here's the thing is our customers, they're dying for great stories. They're dying for information that's going to help them out and make a better buying decision or live a better life or get a better job. Well, you can be the deliverer of that kind of information, but let's figure out how it's going to help your business. So when we think, John, about what is that content niche, we really want to figure out what are the two, I call them the two whys. First of all, how is this going to help your business? What's that why for your business? How are you going to drive and attract more customers or keep customers longer or save costs? Like, what is the big why for you? And the, the second why to that is, what's that why for your customers? What is that uh, big aha for you are going to be deliver of information for what niche? And this is where you got to get specific, John, and you, don't, you can't boil the ocean. You can't solve all your customers' problems, but you can focus on a very small content niche where you can be the leading expert in the world. So it doesn't mean, let's say you're in pet supplies. You're not going to create a bunch of content about pet supplies because I have a pretty good feeling that people like PetSmart and Petco have sort of a, uh, they have an advantage over you (laughs) into that. But what if you are selling pet supplies to elderly Americans in Florida that like to travel with their pets. Wow, that's a niche. Maybe nobody's covered that niche. Maybe you can really be the informational expert for that. So that's just an example, John, but you really have to figure out why you're going to do this to help your business. And then the bigger why is, how are you going to be the real informational expert, the go-to resource for your business? And that's where you have to really sit. You have to sit in the dark room and just think about this and focus on how it can help your business and how you can really move your customers to behavior change. And you have to go small to go big. So Joe, have you found a really great way for these listeners, these entrepreneurs and small business owners to get out and find what their customers' why is? Well, the easiest thing, John, is actually talk to your customers. I and mean, we have all this wonderful technology. Yeah, so I mean, we true. can go through it all, right? You can follow, you can use Google. You, if you don't have a reputation management system like most small businesses do not have, you could do things like follow Twitter, ha- uh, Twitter hashtags. You could use things like Google Alerts. I mean, you can get a ton of, you can do customer surveys, but the number one way to do it is actually picking up the phone or actually meeting with customers and sitting down. And I love the actual question, and I've used this in my business a number of times. It's like, what, what keeps you up at night? What is keeping you up at right now? And I mean, ask your customers that question. You will get a month's worth, a six-month's worth, a year's worth of content, and you will really focus on what your content marketing mission statement is if you simply ask your customers that. Stop asking them would you please buy my products and services and what's wrong with my products and services and ask them, what's wrong with your life? How are you not moving forward? Figure out those issues and you will be successful. And we call that creating your content marketing mission statement, just like you have a mission for your company, like you have a mission maybe for your family life. Like we have a Polizzi mission statement where we have a mission on the wall of the things that we live by and our personal goals and our spiritual goals. You have to do that for your content marketing as well. And then focus on that's where the boat's headed. And then you can build all the processes around that. Wow, I love that. And Joe, this book, Epic Content Marketing, you have an entire chapter dedicated to that. What is Epic Content Marketing? Can you expound a little bit on that? There is so much content out there that's just, and I think that mediocre content is actually bad for your business. So if you just said, if you're putting out blog posts and you're putting up Facebook posts and you're doing things like that, that are just so-so, 
I would say stop doing that right now because it's probably hurting your business. It's probably not helping your business. The way we define truly epic content is it has to be content that's going to enhance or maintain a behavior in your customers. Truly important to that. Can you say that one more time, Joe? Epic content marketing has to be content that either either is going to enhance or maintain behavior in your customers and prospects. Love that. So if you asked me, Chad, if you said, Joe, what's the difference between content and content marketing? Content marketing is actually getting your con- your customers to do something. Content is everything else. Content <laughs> is all that stuff on your website. It's on the stuff on your blog that you don't think is working. It's because you probably don't have a strategy and it's because you probably aren't really focusing on the pain points of your customers. Because if you really sat down and said, okay, this is what's keeping my customers up at night, you'll do anything and everything to make sure you solve those problems. And that's where you got to get the resources because let's face it, some small businesses, you, you, uh, uh, you as an entrepreneur, might not be a good storyteller. Well, you know what? There are hundreds, if not thousands of resources out there in freelancers, journalists, other storytellers, copywriters that can help you, photographers, creative designers that can help you tell your story, but you've got to give them a roadmap to help you. I love that. And, you know, I can just definitely point that back to Entrepreneur on Fire and for that consistency that we've been able to maintain for this seven-day-a-week podcast was huge. But then when I was able to bring on my girlfriend, who's now the partner in the business here at Entrepreneur on Fire as a director of content creation, literally is her title, and bring on the blog aspect of it and consistent email format that we kick out, really keeping it high quality, high level and consistent. That's when I really started seeing things being taken to the next level with my business, with Entrepreneur on Fire, the brand. And one thing that you talk so eloquently about, Joe, is the editorial calendar and building your editorial calendar. And that's something I did not have. But when Kate came onto the team, it was the first thing she created. And we live and die by that now. Can you share with Fire Nation your belief on the importance of this editorial calendar? I love hearing you talk, John, because you said consistent, I think, at least three times. <laughs> and so here's the, here's the big difference. And here's like the, if there's an aha moment in content marketing, it's all about consistency. Because when we talk to brands of any sizes and they mention content marketing, they say content marketing campaign. When you say campaign, you, you, you're, you mean that there's an end date, just like a political campaign always has a stop date. If you say content marketing campaign and there's a stop date, it's not content marketing, John. It's something else. It's creative advertising. Because if you, once you create content, that's a promise to your customers. You have to consistently deliver on that just like you do seven days a week. So about consistency and having that consistency, that's the most important thing. So if you said, Joe, outside of creating really focused content on my customers' pain points, how do you keep your program going, you have to build an editorial calendar. And you can do this a number of different ways. You could have it, I would say, have a build at least a month. I like quarterly editorial calendars, build on annual calendars. But if you at least have a month of content built, and you know, you got to figure out your frequency. What's your consistent pattern? Are you talking about daily blog posts? Maybe it's two blog posts a week. Maybe it's one blog post a week and and a weekly e-newsletter. Maybe it's a monthly webinar. Maybe it's a quarterly magazine. You know, you've got to think about what your frequency is, but once you determine your frequency that works, you have to keep on it forever. So you have that, that editorial calendar for content marketing. That is your Bible. You want to hold it close to you and keep it. And you can always iterate on it, but you have to have something. So that's the inner workings of that plan that's going to make everything work. 
See, that speaks so highly to me because with Entrepreneur on Fire, it was really that consistent format that started everything. And then I just saw everything kind of continuing to get that momentum going where if you train your audience to know, like, and trust you by providing that consistent content, and then all of a sudden you change things up and they come and and it's not there, now you're training them to kind of question if they can count on your consistency or not. And that almost defeats the entire purpose of that consistency in the first place. So that's why for me, like when I made that pledge, I made it very public so I would stick to it. So I would really make sure that when everybody wakes up in the morning, they know that at 3 a.m. a podcast went live. So when they commute to work, they can count on it waiting for them. And that's why I just love this calendar because it just makes things on paper, black and white, public for everybody to see. And it gives you that focus and it gives you that drive to make it happen. And one thing that you have in this section right here, Joe, that fascinates me is content types. Because when I started, I had no idea what kind of content types I was going to dive into. I knew I was going to have my flagpole be podcast, but I had no idea where to go next from there, where to grow from there. Can you talk about the different content types and what you really think small businesses should be taking note of in this area? Absolutely. And you know, just to, to go back on one thing you said, it's so critical, a crazy stat from IBM. Basically, this is a research from a couple of years ago. 85% of corporate blogs out there have five or less posts, which is Ow. just, it just, isn't that crazy? So it tells you that, oh my gosh, as marketers, as business owners, we're really good at creating stuff and not really good at consistently delivering on that promise. So anyways, I just, I just <laughs> love that. When you were talking, I was just like, oh my God, that's perfect time for that stat. Yeah. Let's talk about content types. So I guess what I would say is you, you don't have to be great at everything and you probably will never be. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do on Facebook and what am I going to do on LinkedIn? Those channels may not be right for you or for your customers. So don't worry about all that, but figure out what is that one channel? What is that one content type that can really engage and energize every other content type that you choose? For me and our business, it's the blog. For you, John, it's your podcast. Right. And that sort of runs everything. So you kind of figure out what's that one that's going to be great. Most blogs, uh, or I'm sorry, most small businesses would choose a blog because social media loves it. Search engine optimization loves it. But there's a lot to choose from. So I think you, you really, and that's what we go through in the book. We've got about 26 different content types that we go through, John, to really figure out. I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, you've got all the social media channels that we're talking about, and I, I think we could talk about that in a little bit. But sure. think about more traditional types. You have the blog that you're looking at. You have educational webinars that you could put on. You could put on research reports. One of my favorites, by the way, research goes a long way. So if you fund a little bit of research, you can do a lot of different things with those. You could do some amazing things with white papers. How about ebooks? You could do actual print books, print magazines, print newsletters, email newsletters, and goes on and on and on. So you kind of, that's where you have some play to really think what's going to work for your business. I think that the key is, is figure out that one that you can really be epic at, that you can truly be great because you can't be great at everything. IBM, when they do their white papers and reports, they're the best at research reports. I think that's out there from a brand standpoint. You can do that. Um, OpenView Venture Partners, small VC company out of Boston, they do, do these great 60-second videos that work really, really well, and you can integrate those in the blog. And I would also think of when you put your editorial to, uh, calendar together, John, you want to think about, okay, what's my core, 
but then I want to plan for multiple distribution points. So let's say I'm going to do a research project. I'm like, well, how am I going to distribute all that great content that's coming from the research? Plan that up front. You can think about, okay, I can create a blog series out of this. I could do a monthly podcast on this or a weekly podcast. That research is going to then fill, let's say, Eight, week, eight different weeks that's going into my email newsletters. I can create, uh, let's say, three or four different ebooks from that research that are going to target my three decision makers that could be a CEO, a CFO, a director of marketing, whoever those are. So I think that's what we're talking about with the planning, John, to just need a little planning up front. Focus on that channel that's going to work for you. And then before you do all that work and repurpose after the fact, think about how you're going to use those channels up front. Love it. And Joe, we're going to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, are you ready to hit the beach and enjoy some hot summer sun, but afraid to step away from the office for fear of missing that important phone call? eVoice can handle that. eVoice ensures that calls are routed to your voicemail seamlessly. You can even read your voicemails as a text message, a simple and convenient way to access and manage your messages on the go. Conference calling, voicemail to text transcriptions, an online centralized account admin, and web conferencing are just a few more of the many features you'll get with eVoice's comprehensive service. Best part is, eVoice has all the advanced features of an expensive phone system packaged up for one low monthly cost. Packages start as low as $9.95 per month. Get instantly connected with the people that drive your business. Go to eVoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is your go-to for all your branding needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sleek web design? How much could you use some new flyers, brochures, infographics, Facebook pages, or banners? More than 210,000 graphic designers at 99designs are there to help you out. They'll work on projects you define with a budget you can work with. They can even create brand new pieces of apparel and new mobile apps for your brands. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. You're consumed with paperwork, legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations. Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose from the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee and stellar 24-7 customer support. So why delay? Why put off your branding and marketing needs any longer? It doesn't have to be a pain. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 power pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. So Joe, one channel that's working for you and has been for quite some time are conferences. I mean, you put a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of finances into creating and then hosting these massive conferences and, and what is considered really the top content marketing conference in the world. And it, it's, it's really great to behold. And, and then you also travel and speak at many conferences. I've met and hung out with you at multiple and you're always there making appearances, talking about content marketing, spreading your genius. So share with Fire Nation now your thoughts on conferences and why do you put so much energy and focus into the conference that you create? I mean, I love being around people. There's like my brother's a, a very uh, 
a very successful musician and I always wanted to be a musician, but I had no musical talent. So I'm like, well, I, how, do, how do I get up in front of people and on stage when I don't have any musical talent? I said, well, I can create an event. So that's, <laughs> so we created Got that it. event, but really what we found out, and this is going back in the publishing industry when I used to work at Pent Media, largest independent uh, business publisher in North America, I used to run their content marketing program. And what we found out is when social media really started to get popular, we actually half of our business was events and we actually thought that our event business was going to get hurt because all these people were talking in social media all the time. What we realized is there was a more of a need because more connections were being made online and socially that these people wanted to meet in person. So we saw that as an opportunity. And I think that, by the way, that's an opportunity in every market right now. Totally. So you can say, wow, wow, as these people are talking online and they're building these relationships, how do we get in front of those people and how do we bring them together? So that's why I love, and I'm glad you bring this up, because one of the content types are in-person events. Can you put, to, put on the industry event? And this, by the way, we started small, John. I mean, just because we're up to over 1,500 now, we started with the idea of doing something that was like 100 100 customers, 100 customers and prospects. Could we just start there? That grew into 600, that grew into 1,000 the next year, and now it's over 1,500. So it's just if you start small and say, okay, can we do what we're doing in, a, in our blog? And can we create these connections and take them into an in-person format? There is nothing more powerful. Where somebody can duplicate what you're doing online, it's very hard because of the logistics involved to duplicate that in person. And <laughs> so I would say if you can do that and you feel like in person could be one of those channels, I would take it and grab it because I think you can create a competitive advantage. Take it and grab it. I mean, Joe, I'm speaking at five events in the next 250 days, Sydney, Australia, the Philippines, Vegas, Maine, San Diego. I mean... I cannot get enough of live events because when I'm there and I'm just interacting with people and then also presenting on stage, I mean, one, I really love the vibe and the energy that comes from it, but those relationships that you're forming on the ground are truly irreplaceable on so many levels and something that you can't replace with social media and with the online world. In fact, it's almost magnified because of it. And it's just something I can't get enough of. I mean, again, if I feel like if I could just go around to conferences, I, I would probably do that. But I do want to continue to move forward because we did brush over social media for content marketing. You said we were going to get to it. And I do want to get to it before we have to, to shut this interview down because there's so much gold in everything that you're talking about. And social media is something that every single entrepreneur is doing in some way, shape or form. But I think they're right now definitely questioning their strategy. So let's talk about social media for content marketing. John, one of the most interesting things is that we look at the research for small businesses. About 90% of small businesses are using some form of social media. They're either dabbling or they have maybe they're using Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or something like that. We're seeing less than 50% effectiveness on those. Eeks. So it, which is scary, right? So basically more than half of your audience is that's using social media is not happy with the usage. And that goes back to, and here's, we could cover this all day, John, but here's the one useful thing that I can tell you that, you know, you don't have to go out and buy the book to get this one. Every channel that you are in in social media, I just want you to ask yourself, why are you in that channel? List them up, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, SlideShare, Tumblr, your blog, whatever the case is, and just answer the question, why? And I'll tell you a brief story that'll tell you that will make such an impact. I was doing a presentation in, I think, I believe it was in Columbus, Ohio. This is a few months ago. And this, there was a, a very large gas station chain there. 
that was talking about how they'd gotten to 40,000 Facebook likes and they were really happy with that, but they've sort of plateaued. And they said, they said, asked a really good question, Joe, how can I use content marketing to grow more Facebook likes? I said, fantastic question. I said, let me ask you a question first. Why are you on Facebook? And she didn't have an answer. Silence. She was silent. She did not have an answer. And I said, well, my why for you, I said, I don't know your business. You know your business. But my why for you would be you have a wonderful loyalty program. Wouldn't it make sense to know since we know that about 85% of people that like us and follow us on social media already know about us. So that means it's not a lead generation tool, John. It's a customer retention tool. Boom. So look at Facebook that. So how would you use Facebook? Boy, could you integrate that with your loyalty program? Heck yes, you could. Right. Absolutely. You create more of those social connections, the more powerful your customers can be on your behalf. But if you think about it, you just have to think about it a little bit differently. So I would just say, whatever all, there's no magic silver bullet with social media. It's all, there's a lot of work that goes into it and your content strategy is at the center of that. So before you go into any of those channels, John, you just have to ask yourself, why are you in that channel? And don't go creating any more mediocre content or bad content until you figure out a clear purpose for why. Ah. Love stories, Joe. You're a master storyteller and you're a master presenter. I've seen you present live multiple times and you really exude the same energy on stage you're exuding through this microphone right now and I really appreciate it and I know the Fire Nation does as well. And one thing that I do want to leave you with and and I don't want your head to get too big because these are all compliments but I can't help it because they're all true. You're a master closer. So I'm putting the pressure on, Joe, because Take this and boil it down for us. Close it out for Fire Nation. The book, Epic Content Marketing by Joe Polizzi. Close it out for us. All right. So first of all, thanks for having me on again, John. I I always love being on. I'm hoping to be the first third person. You would be. I've never had third. That's my goal. That's my goal. I'm going to put it on my in my moleskin book and I'm going to I'm going to get make that one of my personal goals. Love it. Here's the deal. Um, look at your social media channels, look at all the things that you're doing in content. It's great to have followers. It's great to have likes. Those are things that'll help you in your business if you have a good strategy. But here's the thing, John, we don't own any of those connections. You don't own your Facebook followers. You don't own your, your fans and on uh, followers on Twitter. You don't own the people that are connected to you on LinkedIn. You know who owns those, John? LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, SlideShare, those companies. Zuckerberg. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Take some of that ownership back with your content marketing and focus on a subscription strategy. You've done that wonderfully well, John. I've done that. We've got over 50,000 followers now at Content Marketing Uh, Institute, or 50,000 subscribers, the email subscribers that we own. And that's so because what we found out, and here's the magic that we found out in almost all the businesses that we work with, John that over 80% of our total revenue at Content Marketing Institute and all the things we do first comes from a subscriber. So that means before I sell them with anything I have, I first need to get them engaged in my content. How do I do that? I need them to subscribe to it. So I would say, and this is why we, this is the reason why I created the book Epic Content Marketing because it's a how-to from A to Z about how to create and build an audience that you can own just like you were a publisher, just like you were a media company. But the only difference is, John, is instead of selling, you're, you're not selling that content directly and you're not getting people to buy advertising around that content. You are going to create that content to sell more products and services. But you have to change your mindset and say, hey, I'm not going to rent somebody else's audience. I'm going to create my own audience 
And that's where we're really going to talk about that subscription strategy so that you can be the go-to informational provider for your niche and then be the successful business that you can be. Wow. Well, Joe, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find everything that we've talked about today, all of this incredible content at eofire.com slash Joe Polizzi. Wait for it, the number two. And that's going to be the show notes page. So come check it out, Fire Nation. Come read a sum up of everything we've talked about. It'll have links to Joe's book that's coming out September 2013. Unbelievable. And Joe, I just need to thank you. I need to thank you for being so generous with your time, with your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you again, and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, thank you so much. Love the opportunity. Keep doing your thing. A community where fellow podcasters can exchange reviews, ideas, and the latest tips and tactics. An ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials going over everything from editing to sponsorships to iTunes SEO. Private webinars where industry experts share their tips and tactics. Where is this wonderful place, you might ask? Podcastersparadise.com is the answer. Head on over there today to find out more. That's podcastersparadise.com. In Fire Nation, last reminder for the episode, go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 